Hello, and welcome to the Jesus Heals podcast. My name is Sister Andrew Marie, and I am happy to be with you today or and whenever you listen to this. So I wanted to share with y'all um, more on the topic of forgiveness. And I know I've talked about this in at least one past episode, maybe even, and I've touched on it in other episodes, but I feel like it's such an integral piece to deeper healing that we could probably never exhaust talking about forgiveness and even reminding ourselves, reminding myself that forgiveness is necessary and forgiveness is difficult. So I was inspired to put together this episode because I just gave a talk on an online retreat with a ministry called Life Giving Wounds, and it's a ministry for adult children of divorce. I'll put a link to their website um, in the show notes, but just an aside really quick, um, that this ministry, it's out of the Diocese of Arlington in Virginia, Um, this ministry has helped me greatly. I I am an adult child of divorce. My parents divorced when I was 10, and this ministry as a whole, they have a lot of resources on their website, blog posts, and they've been on different podcasts and things, and they have retreats all throughout the year, and some of them are online and some of them are in-person but I highly encourage anyone to check out their ministry, um, especially if you are a child of divorce or um, your parents were separated or whatever, for whatever way there's a strained um, family relationship there or a different kind of family relationship. It's been a, a beautiful blessing in my life to get to know this ministry and to to learn from this ministry and and be received by them and know that I'm not alone in in this part of my story. So I've been helping a little bit with their most recent online retreat. And as I said, and I gave a talk um, that touched on forgiveness and some other things, but I adapted it a little bit for this podcast. But some of this podcast will um, talk more about things from a perspective of having your parents be divorced or separated. So if that's not you, I think you can relate this to other other people in your life, other relationships, or I think we probably all know people whose parents are divorced or separated, or maybe we're never even together to begin with, right? So it touches all of us, or maybe whoever's listening to this, you yourself are divorced or separated, and you're trying to figure out how to navigate that. I don't have much advice from that perspective because I don't know it, but I know the perspective of being a child of parents who are divorced. So it's kind of a long introduction, but just to say, um, yeah, there's hope and you're not alone and great healing can come when forgiveness is exercised and we're reminded how important forgiveness is in any relationship, um, but especially in those relationships that are closest to us. So the first point I want to make, and I probably made this in other podcast episodes, but just a reminder that to forgive is a hard thing. It's not easy. And if it were, then we wouldn't need to have books about it and talks about it. And we wouldn't hold on to unforgiveness for so long. If it, if it just came naturally to us to hurt, to forgive people who hurt us, then um, a lot of our difficulties would be, wouldn't be here, right? And there's a quote from C.S. Lewis who I, that I really like a lot. And I probably quoted this before, but C.S. Lewis said, Everyone thinks forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. 
And that's true, right? We know, we know that we need to forgive someone who's wronged us. We know that that's a good thing. And especially as Christians, right? It, Christianity brings it to a whole new level because we have the prayer that Jesus gave us. Right? We have the Our Father. And in that, we pray a line of that prayer that says, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And we pray that prayer all the time. I don't know about you, but I pray it at least several times a day. We pray it every mass we go to. We pray it when we when I pray the rosary, I pray it. Some people, it's just their go-to prayer for any kind of intention, right? When we're praying together, we pray the Our Father. And that's beautiful because it's a prayer from Jesus to us. The disciples asked him how to pray, and this is what he gave us. So this line in that prayer, not only is the Our Father a really important prayer because it came right from Jesus, but this line in it, to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, I would say it's some of the most challenging words out of the entire entirety of scriptures. It's hard. So to forgive someone who has done something wrong to us is hard. But it makes it even more difficult when the person who's done something wrong to us is someone close to us, right? If it's a family member, if it's a longtime friend, a friend you've had your whole life, right? If it's someone you love and who loves you, that makes it harder. It just makes the whole situation harder. It makes it harder to understand why they hurt you. It makes it harder to let go of the hurt, at least for me. Maybe, maybe this is just for me, but you all can let me know. But, and I don't know about you, but often when somebody does something really wrong to me and I'm, I'm deeply hurt by it, I don't initially and immediately think, oh, I need to forgive them. I don't. I would like to have that be my first thought. And maybe one day it will be. But right now, sometimes, if they've hurt me deeply, sometimes I think right away, I want them to pay for this. Or I want the person that hurt me to experience even just a small amount of the pain they caused me. Like, I want revenge. And this isn't the Christian perspective. Okay, so I take all of those feelings. I take the feeling for revenge. I take the feeling for needing them to pay back for what they, what they owe me, what they did. But we are Christian, and that calls us to something else. It calls us to forgiveness. And there are ways to go about forgiveness. And you can stay at the surface level. You can say, okay, that hurt. I forgive you. And that's good. And sometimes that's all we can offer. And we're still deeply hurt by what happened. And, and you might always be deeply hurt by what happened. But forgiveness... I think a lot of us have a misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. And I know I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I'm going to just kind of reiterate it here simply. But briefly, I thought that if I forgave people for what they did wrong to me, so in this regard, like in thinking of my parents' divorce, a lot of people in our society would say, oh, but you're fine. You had everything you needed. Um, You know, kids are resilient. We hear these things a lot. But the truth is that divorce isn't 
what should have happened. Ideally, every child would have a home where both parents are there and living in a loving relationship. Now, for a multitude of reasons, even besides divorce, that often, that sometimes doesn't happen. And, and I'm not going to go into all of that. And there are circumstances where divorce is necessary. If there's abuse, if there's neglect or things, I'm not saying you should never get divorced. There are cases where that's very much needed. But still, the child doesn't deserve that. Every child deserves to have parents in a relationship and to love them in that relationship. So I thought, in the example of my parents' divorce, I thought if I forgave my parents for it, I was somehow saying that the divorce didn't matter, that it didn't hurt me, that it was all okay. But that's not what forgiveness is. It's not forgive and forget. Yeah, we can forget in a sense that like it doesn't need to dominate our thoughts all the time, whatever the wound is. If it's your best friend, you know, cheated on you or something or stole something from you or whatever the the unforgiveness that you're holding is it's not a forgive and forget thing because the pain is real and whatever was done to us was wrong and you can't forget that it did happen you're not saying oh it didn't didn't exist anymore it magically disappeared no it happened and you don't just need to get over it. But forgiveness is not those things. Forgiveness, really to get into the depths of forgiveness, it's to take a full account of what happened. So whatever the wound is that happened in your relationship where you need to offer forgiveness, you feel the depth of the pain and you take a full inventory of what was done to you. And this, this is part of why forgiveness is so hard, because that's very, very hard to do. And sometimes we're not ready to do that yet. It takes time. So maybe at first, you know you need un to offer forgiveness, and you can just go a little bit under the surface. You can say, well, this, this one moment hurt the most because of whatever, whatever the reason is. And you can say, I forgive for that moment, or for that phrase that was said, or for that thing that was done to me. So you take a full inventory and then you choose, it's an act of the will, you choose through the grace of God to release our grasp on them and ask Jesus to forgive them. Asking him to help me forgive. And then we entrust it all to God. We, we, I even like to imagine you know, me with the person who I need to forgive, right, is right in front of me, and Jesus is there. And I just take the person, I take every way they've hurt me, I take any wound that I can feel, and and I, I just hand it to Jesus. And I say, look, I can't do this. I need your help, and I want to forgive them. And I just leave everything in the hands of Jesus, and I offer them forgiveness, and I tell Jesus to take care of it. Because Jesus knows and sees everything. But at the same time, within all of this, forgiveness doesn't mean um, allowing yourself to stay in a harmful relationship or if the person is toxic or manipulative. Um, you know, you can forgive somebody but then still not be in relationship with them. 
you can forgive somebody and that doesn't automatically lead to a reconciliation. Those are two different things. And I think for a long time I coupled them together and that's why I held on to unforgiveness for so long because I thought if I have to be with them and, and act like everything's okay and, and basically be reconciled to them, I'm not ready for that. I can't handle that. And so, yes, ideally, if forgiveness does lead to reconciliation, then praise God. And that's beautiful and good. And it can. It can open the doorway to that. And that would be wonderful. But even if it doesn't, even if you're not able to reconcile with that person, if the person is not sorry, then, you know, and they're not even ready to receive your forgiveness, you know, you can still forgive them in your prayer you know, with Jesus, the person doesn't have to physically be there in front of you for you to forgive them. Right? Does that make sense? So it's just, it's entrusting them to Jesus and letting go of our grasp on them. And we name the wounds that with specific detail as much as you can. Sometimes it's hard. And that's why forgiveness can go deeper and deeper and happen again and again. You know, and so an example for myself, um, a wound that was in me from my parents' divorce that I needed to forgive them for was a wound of abandonment. That's what I felt. I felt abandoned. Now, they didn't really abandon me. I, they were in the house. Somebody was in the house. I wasn't alone. But there were times when I was just left by myself. I'm, I'm an only child. And, you know, I'm sure my parents were busy doing stuff around the house or whatever. And at times in prayer, I've recalled very specific moments where I realized, you know, the Holy Spirit has made it clear that this wound of abandonment is from these moments. And so I haven't yet talked to my parents about this. I haven't told them actually to their face that, like, I forgive them for this. And it's not the time right now to do that. I don't feel like they're ready, and, and I'm not ready either. But in my prayer with Jesus... I forgave them for it. So it doesn't mean that the person has to accept the forgiveness, but it can free us. And the act of forgiving gives us deeper freedom and a deeper place of healing. And it's, it's ongoing. Forgiveness, just as the healing journey is ongoing, I feel... Also, it's that forgiveness is ongoing and you can go deeper and deeper. And there's so many times when I've told like a really close friend, man, I thought I dealt with that already. You know, I thought I, I already forgave, you know, so-and-so for this deep hurt that they did, you know, or I forgave myself for something I did, you know, and it comes up again. But I think there's always room for more forgiveness. And as we grow and as we seek deeper healing and as Jesus brings us to new places that he wants to heal there will be new places of forgiveness that might seem like something we've done before but it's not it's a new it's a new moment and yeah just a reminder again that forgiveness can lead to reconciliation and that's beautiful where you're with the person again and you're together and you're able to to be with them but forgiveness and reconciliation are not always connected. And there can be a hope that maybe later on there's reconciliation, but it doesn't have to be. But we can still find healing 
and deeper freedom if we can if we choose to forgive the people who have hurt us <clears throat> also it comes and this kind of goes along with it forgiveness there needs to be boundaries at times like we can forgive somebody doesn't but it doesn't mean we go back into the old relationship and are treated the same way again because then we could we are just leading ourselves up to be hurt again and especially in regards to family or and especially i'm thinking of my parents right i thought if i put boundaries on my parents and said no to them for certain things that i was somehow breaking the fourth commandment which is honor your father and your mother i thought to honor them i had to respect them which is true you have to respect the person but i thought respect meant i just needed to do what they said and it didn't matter what I thought. And a very small memory of this that came back was, and I'm thinking about this more because it's, we're in the States, we're about to be near a holiday time. So in November, there's Thanksgiving and then Christmas and New Year's. And these are often times when we see family that we haven't seen in a while. And so the dynamics might be very hard. And th there's a need to think of what boundaries might need to be in place for your own health and for the health of the people that we care about, for our family members and for everyone. So I was remembering when I was around 12 or 13 years old, I it was Thanksgiving and I was at my mom's house and I had Thanksgiving and my parents lived close enough to each other that I could see both of them on different holidays, which was great, but also really difficult. So on Thanksgiving, I had eaten a full Thanksgiving meal at my mom's house and then was picked up by my dad. And I had thought in my head, oh, I would just eat dessert at my dad's house because how could I, I can't eat another meal. That's, that's crazy. That's, um, I, I would make myself sick. But my dad and his family, they were, they really wanted me to eat with them and they pushed it. And this is when a boundary could have been put in place. But again, I was 12 or 13. So when you're that young, you don't know what to do. But even as an adult now, I think now we, I don't go home for holidays like that because I spend them with my sisters. But if I were to go to my parents at these times, this is an opportunity where I could say ahead of time, just to give them a heads up, Hey, you know, I'm going to do this. And this is what's going to happen. So maybe this is a simple example about Thanksgiving meal, but like maybe I'd eat the appetizers and half of the meal at my mom's family. And then I'd go to my dad and eat maybe a little more turkey and the desserts, right? And that's what I'm going to do. And if they try to, you know, manipulate the situation or guilt me into being with both of them, I'll say, look, this is, this is what I'm going to do. So... This is how I'm gonna live Thanksgiving. And that's okay, it's respecting everybody. And also like taking care of myself and my own family and my own needs. So that's just an example. And we always care for the other person and acknowledge their dignity, but not at the expense of our own health or our own dignity. So again, it's like not being a doormat for people. And I think that goes along with forgiveness because, again, it's not forgive and forget. You know, it's forgiveness is entrusting them to God and then we still have to take care of ourselves so that 
as much as we can, we don't walk into just getting hurt again. It might happen, but we can try to do things. We can put up boundaries, not to make a wall between us and the other person, but to just protect what is mine and protect what is theirs and just honor that. So I hope this has been helpful. And just to know that forgiveness, it's freeing. It's, imagine if, okay, our unforgiveness, like we, we say, I can never forgive, you know, my friend so-and-so for, for the thing he did to me, you know? Um, and you, imagine each of those things that we can't forgive is like a big rock that we're holding in our hands. And with that there, we can't hold anything else, even physically. Just imagine holding these big rocks. And we say, you know, I, I can never forgive them because it hurts too much, right? And what we're doing is we're really just hurting ourselves more. Because the other person, the person that did the thing, the bad thing does, might have no clue. And when we're so preoccupied and so focused on what's hurt us, and yes, you have to acknowledge the pain, acknowledge what was done grieve it even or be sorry for it but then just entrust it all to the lord and when we're able and over time everything takes time it's not like within a minute you can do this and there's a process and then you're done you know but it takes time then when we can recognize what we're holding on to that's not healthy for us that's heavy and that's hard each of those things we can offer to jesus and then when we have less of those like rocks in our hands, or maybe we get rid of all of them, then our hands are free and our hands are open to receive gifts and graces from Jesus. So it's, it's a freeing of ourselves, it's a freedom. Unforgiveness and resentment keep us tied to the person who hurt us. And unforgiveness can at times, at times, it can block us from receiving deeper healing. And there's certain people that can help us with this. You know, if you're having a really hard time, you just can't forgive somebody, you know, find a really trusted friend or a spiritual director or a counselor or someone that you can talk to, out things with, and that's helpful. And I had read another thing one time in a, in a book or something, and it said, when we don't forgive, so if I'm not forgiving someone, it's like I drink a little bit of poison every day and I hope the person that hurt me dies from it. So it's really hurting me, this unforgiveness. Because again, the person that harmed us, either they might, they might know what they did and they're not sorry, or they might be completely oblivious that they did something that hurt us because they're just that wounded themselves, you know, they just don't see. You know, or maybe they're, they're ready to have a conversation for forgiveness and reconciliation, and that's beautiful. So I hope that you realize on your journey that forgiveness is difficult, but it's so very much worth it. And that you're not alone in having this be difficult. It, I think most human beings would find it difficult, because when someone has hurt us, again, the first response isn't. To reconcile it isn't forgiveness it's often we want revenge and and that's human welcome to the human race right but as christians we have the example of jesus and the reminder that forgiveness is worth it 
and that Jesus will help us in this forgiveness. And it's through him that we can have the grace to forgive. Since I've been talking about um, children of divorce and things, I wanted to pray a prayer that is from the ministry that I talked about earlier, from the ministry called Life-Giving Wounds. And it's a prayer for those from a broken home. So I want to close with this prayer today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. O Eternal Father, you created me in your image and likeness, and you long to hold me always in your loving embrace. Your love has sustained me in my time, trials, and struggles. Each day I will live as a beloved child of God, confident in your divine mercy. I will place in you all my trust and hope, for you lift my gaze from shame, fear, and the pain of division to your unparalleled love for me on the cross. By the power of Christ's great wounds, heal the wounds left in my life by the tragedy of my parents' separation or divorce or family brokenness. Help me to love despite the pain. Help me forgive no matter how deep the hurt. Help me have peace and virtue when old and new wounds arise. Remain with me, Holy Spirit, so that I may be a wellspring of healing for others. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you so much for listening, and the prayer I just prayed is available um, on the website. I'll link to it in the show notes, and they also have little holy cards with it, um, so you can pray that as well if that prayer struck you at all or helped you. Know that I am praying for you, and please pray for me as well as we continue this journey of deeper healing into the heart of Jesus, where Jesus is with us as we find ways to forgive and to free ourselves from unforgiveness and receive more of his grace. Thank you for listening and God bless you.